Greetings, beautiful divine people. I hope that you're having a blissful AM. I know I am. I came on really quick to just begin speaking on this new season. I'm so excited. And there's a reason for this song. My walking shoes. Because I will be speaking on my journey. Yes, my journey of where I am now. I will be speaking on the ups and downs of marriage. I will be speaking on the ups and downs of separation. The pros and cons of of separation as well as divorce. And I will even be speaking on losses in relationships that ends in deaths. I mean, I mean, widowed. And it's a beautiful thing to experience losses. It's a a beautiful thing to experience deaths in our relationships. And it's a lot of reasons why I say this and a lot of reasons why some may agree or disagree. But if relationships had no deaths, then there'll be no revisions. And I explain, have you ever noticed when someone dies, uh, there's a baby that's born? Because that's how life is. That's how the universe works. It always gives back. You think you're losing what you're actually gaining. So, you know, so that's something that is evident in our entire lives. So why not speak on their relationships? Now, I've spoken briefly on my divorce and me being divorced, you just know I'm a divorcee. You don't know about the journey. You don't know about the scabs, the sores that I, that I received on the way here. It's a lot. And yet again, I still surprisingly have pretty feet, (laughs) but you know, that's how life is. You know, God has a way of of preserving our beauty or preserving us in a way to where we still will have that beauty about ourselves, that strength about ourselves, that joy, but no one can really see the internal scars. When it comes to walking, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of muscle. You, you're using every muscle in your leg, in your body. you you're engaging your core for all of those workout gurus and people who knows about working out and you're tightening up your your trides and you you, you your triceps and your your your, your biceps you you you're toning up your you're toning up and especially for those who jump rope if you jump rope oh my gosh yes you're you're very toned i actually have a goal of of doing 1500 jumps on my jump rope Every week. Now, I've slacked off on it because I've done like a thousand. And this is how I do it. I do 500 jumps. Three times a week. When I work out. So this five times three is 15, 1500. But a 500 times three is 1500. But, you know, it's, it's challenging. And. When I began doing these jumps, it's so hard to do because my body, my body weight or the the weight of my body on my feet is so heavy. And I'm a good 240. And as I just as I began doing these jumps, beginning in the beginning, it was hard because I started off with 
10, then 30, then 50. Then I began doing 50 to 100. And someone challenged me to do 300. And I was scared. I was like, I don't know how to do 300. Then I started calculating things. I'm like, okay, if I do if I do this many sets of 50, then I can go ahead and get it over with. Instead of 1, 2, 3, 5, 7, 9, 10, you know, 50, then 60 to 100. But if I do 10 sets of 50, that's 500. And if I broke it up throughout the day, if I could, then I can get those jumps in on my jump rope. And that really has helped me. Even on today, I'm going to get my jumps in because I've been slacking. Last week, I did 500. (laughs) So my goal is 1,500. So I'm going to do it today. But I'm still talking about walking shoes. I'm still talking about journeys. And my journey has been a very, very, very difficult one. It's been one that I I wouldn't impose on my worst enemy. And in it's self-imposed, I think it's more than anything. And I do believe that if I was really wearing the right shoes when I got married or the right mindset, I believe that marriage would have worked. That marriage would have worked. And a lot of times in marriage or in relationships, we wear many hats. We wear many outfits. We we wear many shoes. But sometimes it's not the right one. For example, I can put the heels on when it's date night. But if I'm parenting, the heels are not the best shoes to wear. If I'm walking or exercising, wearing my boots is not the best shoes. But can, if if I can be very frank and honest with you, I've worn my heels to argument. Yes, I thought sex would fix it. But it wouldn't. And not just with sex, but if you ever paid attention to a heel, it's pointing. And it can it can hurt you. But I've used sharp words. I've used words to hurt. I've cut I've hit below the belt in those like in those conversations with my ex husband. And that that cut deep. That cut him down as a man. And I didn't realize it, especially as a young man. Because we were both you say nineteen and a half, technically twenty, when we got married. So we had a lot to learn for our communication. And it was just so much stuff. And I wore the wrong shoes. On a journey of marriage, I just didn't know. But as I've matured and I've grown to this place, I come, I've come to realize that make sure you have the right shoes on. That's the reason why I go outside, I check the weather. I, it's nothing wrong watching the news, see what the weather's going to be. They can predict anything. But I actually go outside. I actually go outside and see the weather, see if the temperature's dropping. What do I need to do? I actually have extra shoes in the car just in case I need to change. And I believe that shows why I am in relationships as well, because when it comes to when it comes to relationships now, I know I know how to change shoes if I need to. I know how to put on a listening hat. I know how to put on a 
I know how to put on the boots. I know how to take off the boots. I know how to put on the sexy shoes. I know how to put on the house shoes, house shoes when I need to. I know when I need to relax. You know, the only thing missing is the man. <laughs> but, you know, that's a work in progress as well. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing, man, single. It is. Singleness has really taught me a lot of hacks. Life hacks, actually. It taught me a lot of relationship hacks, being single. And it's funny. Being single, I've learned how to love myself. If I would learn how to love myself before I was in any relationship, uh, plus my, uh, my, my marriage, hmm, I don't know where I would be. Being single has taught me self-love. It has shown me that I'm worthy of that partner. It has shown me that I am a worthy partner and I am a worthy person. To be loved. So I extend that to myself. But I hope that wherever you are on your love journey, whatever shoes you have to put on, I hope that they fit. I hope that you don't develop corns or I hope that. I hope that life hands you beautiful shoes. And even if the shoes aren't the best, the shiniest, if the shoes aren't the prettiest or the newest, if they're a little worn, whatever shoes you have to wear in your relationships, in your everyday life, I hope that when you take them off, we still have pretty feet. And walking shoes are not the prettiest. It's not the best to wear in everyday life. But I believe those shoes fit us so nicely in every situation. Because walking shoes have a soul. We can we have more stability. We we have more. We can jump up and down. You know, it's more bouncy. And being a woman who really don't like wearing heels, well, I wear them. I make sure I put a sole in there and I, I, I just rock with them. If I wear the boots with the heel, like if I wear uncomfortable shoes, if I wear shoes that maybe I'm not used to, then I'm then I can always go back to those running shoes. I can always go back to those walking shoes because those shoes are the shoes that helps me relax. Those 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 are the shoes that helps us. And the thing is, in in life. Where it's so fast and everybody's always going, going, going. Everything's so, so, we always got to do something. We never take our time to walk. Enjoy the breeze. And that's what that song was talking about. I got my walking shoes on. I have my, I have my shoes that's going to carry me on my journey. I'm going to keep on walking. Even if I even if I ran yesterday, if I even if I sprinted a minute ago, eventually I would end up walking at some point. And walking reminds me who I am. Walking reminds me of that. And my experience as a military wife definitely wasn't an easy one. And it felt as if I was walking the hills for eight years. There were no walking shoes. 
for me. And I had to sacrifice time with my family. I had to sacrifice time with friends. I had to sacrifice baby showers and people that I knew all my life for people I don't even know. I've had to move. I've had to practically practically move a whole house by myself. Get the boxes, pack everything while he bought it, while he purchased the U-Haul. I had to call the U-Haul. I've had to micromanage and macromanage his files, his clothing, and partially his career. But and it's because anytime that he had a client, uh, he had, he was when he was a sergeant. Anytime he had something he had to do, he always came back home. And I, I think that's just some people that so, that our civilians don't understand. Anytime a soldier comes home, you know that's his safe haven. So it's like that's his place to relax. So sometimes he came home, he came home with stacks of papers. He came home with heavy uniforms, permeating of dust from training. He came home with notes on top of notes on top of notes. That sometimes I helped, well, not sometimes, all the time. I helped to put them in little files. He came home with awards. I shined those awards. I dusted them. I put them on the shelf for him. I organized the shirt side. I made sure he had his class A's. Made sure his class A's were up to par. I did my part as a military wife. I served. I served with all the strength that God gave me. When he deployed for those eight months while we were still together, I cried, I messaged, I sent I sent things in the mail for him. I Skyped. I extended myself far beyond even past what I thought I could. I wasn't just a wife. I was a military wife. I was a wife that had to do Multiple things at one time. I had to wake up at, if he had training, if he had PT at four, I had to wake up at two just to cook breakfast. And once breakfast was done, I had to get the children up. And I had to get them ready. Wash their face, brush their teeth, make sure they had extra clothes in the bag, in a diaper bag, because they were smaller. I had to make sure I had changing clothes with me just in case I had to change, because just in case the PT didn't go that uh, go that long, then I'll have to stay there with him for an hour, or maybe I do PT with him. And that's why I got, I got to a place where I, he did PT, we did PT. I had to make sure I had the breakfast put away, or in a tuck or in a Tupperware bowl to where we can eat in the car. I had to make sure I had milk bottles. I had to make sure I had his things and mine. Many nights I stood, I stayed awake because I didn't know whether or not he was alive because I didn't hear from him for weeks at a time. 
two or three weeks when he was deployed. And even on an everyday basis, even though I saw him, he was always on the phone. He always had business to take care of. I remember I remember it was a couple times on dates he had to leave. Because he was a military man. The military came before family. And I hated him for that. I hate him for that career. Even though we had all these beautiful things, I still hated the military because I still didn't have my man just to myself. I had to share him. And whenever it came time to re-enlist again, I was in this very hard place. Like, no, I don't want you to re-enlist because that means I have to share you again. I have to sacrifice time, my family, things I like doing to be a mother and a wife. And to have to double duty on things that he should have been there to do. But he wasn't. Not all the time. And when he was there, he was on his game. Then he had school. He had a lot of duties as a man, as well as a soldier. Then on top of that, he had to be a husband. I was there for him every way. Even in my worst or even if I wasn't feeling my best, I always prepped myself for him. I may wasn't wasn't the best wife in first at first. I had to learn how to give him 15 minutes every day to do whatever he wanted to do. I if he needed it. Just to relax. Just get the word off his shoulder before he comes to me. As a military oil, as an ex-military wife now, I've learned those same traits. And because of that, it makes me a worthy partner. It makes me a partner that understands hardships. When when your partner's busy, I've learned how to manifest things. I've learned how to initiate things. I've learned how to be armor strong. I've learned how to have integrity. And I've learned the hard works always pays off. In the end. And some people want to walk in my shoes, but they can't. Because those shoes I walk in, these shoes that, that I speak of, these shoes are the hardest shoes to ever walk in. These shoes are the shoes that people try to hide from. And sometimes you can make a life look so precious, so so good, so lavish that people want that. But I come to let you know, you don't want this. You don't. Because you would have to walk in every one of my experiences. Every lesson that I've had to learn in my life. And my journey as a military wife, in those shoes that I had to wear, it was hard. It was hard. I've had to bear the weight of the military, the weight of my father, the weight of his family, my ex-husband's weight. Well, at that point in time, I was carrying his weight. His weight at that time, having children and not feeling confident 
there was a big weight. So my self-worth was shot because I had gained weight. Then I had to realize that I come second, third, I mean, because God was first, then the military, then me. Oh, I mean, fourth, I mean, the children, then me. And I had to be that support for him. Even though he said he would get out, he never got out. He got out once we were divorced, but it wasn't like that. And I wasn't ready to be a military wife. I wasn't ready to leave Memphis, Tennessee. Cutly, just home. I wasn't ready to leave home. I wasn't re- ready to leave, leave to leave my hometown, where I knew everyone, where everyone is just like family. But I, I took that, took that as a challenge, and I went forward. The first duty station I stayed at with him was Texas. For Sam Houston. That's what they call it. It was hot all the time. And the weather was very extreme. It would be either hot or really cold. But the cold never messed up to the hot. I remember one time it actually snowed from, I believe I could say 5 a.m. in the morning and to 12. By the time it hit. By, by the time it hit 1201, it was back to being hot again. Literally, the snow was melting. It looked as if it was 90 degrees again. It went from 50 degrees to 90 degrees within hours. And I remember Texas was, it, it had a lot of displays. Like, uh, it had a, it, downtown wasn't that big, but, it had a lot of malls. It had a lot of different places. And on and on post, everything was so close by. Everything. Literally, the commissary was around the corner. And the commissary is just like a grocery store. But there's no tax. And that's one thing I kind of miss about the uh, military life. There there was no tax on the food. Like, like anything you bought on post, like, it was no tax. If it was a dollar, it was a dollar. And it was it was just so beautiful. Parks galore. I remember seeing like five or six parks that I knew of. There was a close proximity of where I stayed, where we stayed. You know, I took the girls every day. We can go to different parks, different sizes, water park parks. They had so many different activities. They had the ACS building. That's a building where families can go and get resources. We can act. They have free movie nights. They had free. They had job fairs. They had all type of things there. And it was just a beautiful time. I had such a beautiful time in the military. The first two years I hated. Like I said, I wasn't ready for that. I wore my heels for those for two years of marriage. I used sharp words. I, wa- I walked very sharply. And my walk wasn't gentle. And I had to learn how to be that woman that I am today. And 
I'm grateful for marriage. I'm grateful for the military life for teaching me integrity and it's t- it's, it has taught me how to be strong. Outside of outside of being strong by God alone, it's it's taught me how to persevere. Maybe strong isn't word, persevere. It's taught me perseverance and how to not give up in the face of danger, in the face of any kind of negativity. It's just it's taught me to keep on moving. And so because of that, I can speak on this these type of things as a now happily single woman. And it's beautiful. Now, do I want marriage again? Yes. Of course. Marriage is beautiful. It's almost... Someone asked me, do I want to get married again? It's like asking me, do I want another ice cream cone? Who don't love ice cream? And that's what marriage was. Marriage was sweet. It had a little, it had a rough edge, just like the cone, like a waffle cone would have, or have little edges. You know, it's not smooth, but it's sweet. And it's something that I think a lot of people want, but they they've given up on it because they forgot the sweetness of love. They've forgotten that love has this beautiful scent to it, taste to it. You know, it, it excites the senses. Without love, what would this world be? But I don't think that everyone desires marriage or wants marriage in a way as the other person. We all have different goals and dreams. I don't think, I really don't think marriage is for everybody. Because they may not be there. We may still be selfish. But whatever your walking shoes are today, whatever shoes you, you're wearing now, I'll say walk. Keep on walking. Because in your in your effort to keep on walking or your effort of perseverance through it all, no matter what shoes you wear, just realize we do have to change our shoes. We can't wear the same shoes. And those walking shoes, they remind us to stay humble. They remind they remind us where we where we're going. And they remind us to stay healthy in every way. I don't despise my journey. As an ex-military wife or as a wife, my journey has been beautiful. And the shoes that I've been able to wear, I don't feel as, well, I didn't feel as if I could fit them when I had to wear them. But now, now that I have those experiences with those shoes, being a mother, being a Ex being ex being a mother now, being an ex military wife, being a toastmaster, being a daughter, being a friend, being a neighbor, <laughs> being a potential lover, being a beautiful soul, whatever shoes I have to wear, I wear. 
I'll say just wear them well. Wear them so so people will envy. Let me re- let me rephrase that. Wear them so well that people, when they see you, they will wonder how are you wearing those shoes, just like a woman wearing heels. How are you wearing those? Those, those like it, it hurt. Walk with a fierceness. For fellas, walk with pride and integrity and humility. As humans, just walk our journey with the shoes that God has given us. I hope that this segment really helped. Someone said to spark conversation within you, maybe a fire within you that hasn't been lit in a while. And the next segment I will be speaking on infidelity. Infidelity and relationship slash marriage. So chime in for the next one. And to then Let's go higher, the heart doctor.